Hey yo, welcome back to Beyond the Diamond. We are your hosts, Colby Rush and Hunter Broadman. Remember to follow us on Insta at Beyond the Diamond Podcast and Twitter at Beyond the Dia Pod. Let's get right into today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Diamond. Um, this week, Hunter's schedule got a little busy, so it's just me here uh, to give you guys a recap of Mississippi State and Vandy's uh, road to the College World Series final and a recap and highlight some things to look for in the final, and then I'll give my picks. But let's start with the horrible situation that unfolded early Saturday morning um, around 2 a.m. Eastern time with NC State. So let's start with the beginning. Friday morning, there were reports that a player in the NC State organization tested positive for COVID later in the morning. Another player was told he tested positive. Fast forward to game time an hour before first pitch. We checked Twitter. News, Kuma Rocker, the Vandy starter, was told to stop warming up and head to the locker room. Then we see pictures of the field, and there's like maybe two players, three players out on the field, actually. No one's in the dugouts. They're on the locker room. And we hear that there might be an apparent forfeit on the hand, our hands due to COVID. Well, then the broadcast finally gets up because that's when 2 o'clock hit, which was the time the game was supposed to start, and lays the whole situation out, what is happening and if there will be baseball. About an hour later, uh, af- an hour later after schedule first pitch, we finally see players out on the field warming up, and taking I.O. And we see uh, Vandy coach Tim Corbin actually taking detailed notes during I.O. because we then find out that NC State only has 13 players allowed to play due to COVID protocol. So only their 13 vaccinated players were allowed to play. Nine position players, four pitchers. And one of those position players was ace Sam Heifel. So Vandy ends up winning 3-1. But the story was Heifel going 3-4. for four. NC State... Honestly, they were probably outplayed Vandy and Kumar Rocker with only 13 guys, the skeleton crew, available. So then we fast forward, and we're thinking, oh, so they'll get a few more back tomorrow, Saturday. And they might they have a shot at going to the College World Series as one of these smaller ACC schools that's playing really well right now. They got some magic. However, then we fast forward to 2 a.m. right after the Texas-Mississippi State game. Um... And we get news out of Omaha that NC State, the NC State Vandy game Saturday will be declared a no contest due to an outbreak in the NCC program. Because after the game, they got the vaccinated players uh, test results back and four of them were positive. However, they still had 21 guys that were negative at least twice. So no one was really understanding why it was declared a no contest. And that's where the issues start. If we're going by the CDC rules, you must have two negative COVID tests to not have to quarantine if you're unvaccinated. Well, all the unvaccinated guys had had two negative COVID tests by this time at 2 a.m. And they could still test again in the morning before they play. So NC State would have 21 of 27 available. But if the NC and so there was no need for a forfeit. However, in typical NCA fashion, they made this into something much more complicated. And again, are showing how corrupt they are to exploit athletes, taking away dreams i mean these ncaa players some of them aren't ever going to play baseball again just like they have for over 30 years now and it's all for money and because they're precious vandy who we we love here but they're unfortunately the scapegoat right now is a cash cow and nc state's not a cash cow so the national corrupt athletic Association, um you know did what they needed to do to make sure vandy was in the finals now, there was an issue that where if all the NC State players are considered close contacts, 
then the Vandy players should be as well. So we got that figured out the next night with reports that all of Vandy's tests came back negative. We don't know who was tested and who wasn't, but just that helps a little bit. Not a ton, but a little bit. And because Vandy's 100% facts, so we don't know if it was all of the players got vaccinated or just like some media or something. But to add insult injury, uh, late on Saturday night, the NCAA Twitter account, this isn't the media's fault, this is whoever decided to post it, not post it, but whoever told them to post it. They added the NC State tribute post like they have for every other team, but it was just horrible timing and very tone deaf. And then to add on top of that, Saturday night's uh, game between Texas and Mississippi State, great game. They posted the attendance numbers with an exclamation point because it was almost, uh, it was 21,000 out of 23,000 possible fans, which is horrible tone deafness and horrible timing by the NCAA because those NC State players could have played. Uh, they couldn't, they weren't allowed to play, but they could have sat in the stands with COVID. So just bad, bad all around. But anyway, let's get, let's get into the highlights for Vandy first. So game one against Arizona. A 7-6 extra inning win over Arizona. Unbelievable game. It was opening night. Just a great game. I mean, there's not much else to say. It was one of the most exciting games uh, I've watched in a long time. Um, Jason Gonzalez for Vandy. Got the walk off in the 12th on the line drive back up the middle. This was after having a tie game. uh, Having tied the game in the 4th with a 2-run homer to right. Um, Kumar started for Vandy. We got the full Kumar Rocker experience in this one. He gave up a three in the first, then didn't allow a single base runner until the sixth, then gave up a two-run shot to put Arizona back up by two. All over the place, but that's kind of what you expect from that fireball or Kumar Rocker. His fastball is hittable if you can catch up to it, and Arizona caught up to it twice. Um, the two M's, Murphy and Maldonado, they came up clutch with two and two-thirds innings each, giving up one total run and three hits. Um, Arizona's chart starter, Chase Silseth, was matching Kumar with six Ks of his own through six and a third, but then he got into trouble in the seventh, and that was when Vandy got the lead back with a three-run seventh to put them up 6-5. Then we head to the ninth. It's tied. Uh, Arizona's down 5-4. Dante Williams, our player to watch for Arizona, hits a sack fly off closer. Luke Murphy ties the game at six. This set up the stage for Gonzalez, who had not played the whole year and was originally just an injury replacement for Parker Nolan, with Parker Nolan moving to second to replace the injured Tate Colwick. Um, but with the bases loaded in the bottom of the 12th, he laced a single in the center field, scoring Isaiah Thomas and walking Vandy off in one of the best games we've seen. Then in Vandy's second game, it was NC State. They had Jack Leiter lined up. This was had pitcher stool written all over it. Ace Jack Leiter versus Ace Sam Heifel for NC State. And it lived up to the hype times 100. Leiter went eight innings, four hits, one run, one walk, 15 Ks. Heifel went seven and a third, two hits, zero runs, two walks, seven Ks. Leiter even had a perfect game going into the fifth when Terrell Tatum took the fir- took a first pitch fastball deep to right field for the only run of the game. It was a mesmerizing blast. The whole stadium lit up. And there's there was this viral video of Barstool Mincy. He was given his uh, mid-game update and... As he was giving it, talking about the perfect game and picking Vandy, and boom, home run. You can't write that stuff up. It was awesome. 
And Vandy, they just couldn't get anything for off Sam Heifel. They had two total hits. Their bats just were ice cold. And um, Heifel, he, I mean, he put on quite the performance, putting NC State on his back and getting the Omaha crowd going. So then Vandy's third game against Stanford, 6-5 win, another walk-off for Vandy. Completely different game than that first one, though. This was not anything like an epic game. I don't, I wouldn't consider it. Christian Little, the 17-year-old, youngest to ever pit, make his College World Series debut in call, in the, uh, made, yeah, uh, made the start for Vandy. Pitched much better than the score. He had to fight through a four, I believe it was four errors by a usually flawless Vandy defense through the four, first three innings. Uh, for Stanford, Matthews went and was flawless through three, but Vandy came up to bat in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, right before that, between innings, Coach Tim Corbin, who has said he likes to let his guys figure it out. He doesn't want to get involved, and in, they're the ones playing the game. He isn't, um, but he gathered them because they were playing awful, not like the Vandy you're used to seeing. Give a passionate talk after the poor start. That jump started what has been a stagnant offense uh, since that Arizona game. They scored four runs over the next three innings, including Dominic Keegan home run towering shot to left in the fourth that put Vandy finally on the board. Um, they scored four of the next three before tying and winning the game in the bottom of the ninth after being down to their last strike. So let's talk about that bottom of the ninth a little bit. So it started with uh, pinch hitter Seth Jones. He was down 0-2, two outs, beats out an infield single. Um, uh, Javier Vaz, ball was overthrown. Javier Vaz goes to third on the overthrow. So then Enrique Bradfield Jr., the freshman phenom, he comes up to bat. First pitch he sees, lines in the right field. Vaz scored, Jones to third. Um, then what, this is just an awful situation for Brandon Beck, the Stanford ace, who had come on and had been shut, uh, he, when he came on in the seventh, he had, I don't think he'd given up a hit since, until the ninth. He was just pitching out of his mind. Well, he, I mean, it was getting hot there in Omaha and he just, a curveball slipped out of his hand, went to the backstop, Seth Jones scored, Vandy walked off, but you gotta feel for back in what could be his last game at Stanford, probably is his last game at Stanford, just an awful situation for him. But good on Vandy for winning, taking advantage. So game four was the NC State game, the skeleton game, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I mean, I went over all of it, but that was an impressive showing by NC State. It might make a 30 for 30 someday. It should. That was a great, great showing. Uh, Vandy did not play well, but they played good enough to win against the 13-man team, I guess. And then they got handed going to uh, the College Road Series final, even though I personally, me and Hunter had talked about this. I don't see why they couldn't have Vandy play the loser of Mississippi State, Texas on that Saturday. And the winner goes to play Mississippi State, who won that game. But whatever, it's it's fine. It's it's how it's an SEC final now. But just you gotta feel for those NC State kids. Tough, tough for them for sure. Um. So let's go to Mississippi State highlights. So game one, Texas, they won two one, but the score felt like a hundred to nothing for the first eight plus innings. Well, Bednar. He got the ball from Mississippi. He was lights out. 15 strikeouts through six innings. He was, he, there was a point where he had 12 of 14 guys struck, 13 of 15 guys he had struck out through the first five innings. 
And then they bring in Landon Sims, and he goes to strike out six more guys. They struck out a record 21 Texas Longhorns in that game. Sims was unhittable uh, in the 7th and 8th. In the ninth, it got a little closer. Texas started to heat up a little bit, but Sims shut the door down and kept it. Got the win, uh, save. Bednar got the win. Pitched like we, like he has the potential to, like we highlighted. Um, great win for Mississippi State. Game two against UVA. This was, this was one of the most exciting games as well. Six five win. Incredibly exciting. In the first, uh, Virginia started the scoring. Kyle Teal, uh, Reached on an infield single. Zach Geloff scored. In the second, Chris Newell doubled to uh, left left center. Uh, Jake Geloff scored. Zach Geloff doubled to left. Chris Newell scored. Max Cotier reached on an infield single. Zach Geloff scored. 4 nothing. Boom, right out of the bat. Uh, going into the third. So then we're going through third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Well, what do you know? Griff McGarry has a no-hitter going into the eighth inning. And it's it's starting to become, yeah, this could actually happen. Like, Mississippi State can't hit him. However, we do have to talk about the seventh inning. They were starting to hit him a little more. The, those balls were getting hard hit. They were just hitting right, getting hit right at the Virginia guys. A few to the center fielder, uh, one to the right fielder. It was, it was like, all right, they might be catching on to what he's doing now. Then we go to the eighth. He got the leadoff hitter out. Then he walked the next guy on a 3-2 pitch. And then it just all fell apart. Gave up a 2-0 homer to Kellum Clark on a fastball that was just, you could tell he was tiring. He just left it right over the heart of the plate. 4-2, Mississippi State. He gets pulled for Zach Messinger, Messinger, who gives up a single, then a double by Rowdy Jordan. So runners on second and third. For the best hitter in college baseball, Tanner Allen, you're not going to leave Messenger in there. You're going to counter with your uh, your closer, Steven Scoach, uh, who has taken America by storm with his interviews, his dip and dots. You know, great guy, awesome. He's he got a future in television for sure. Well, one zero pitch. The announcers have just said you might want to think about walking Allen. He's the best hitter ever. Not a, they didn't say that, but they did say you should. You might want to think about walking him if this. Next pitch makes it 2-0. Well, on the 1-0 pitch, it didn't make it 2-0. It just was a slider right down the middle of the plate, and Allen was clearly waiting on it because he put it deep into right field. There was a no-doubter. 5-4 Mississippi State. They completed the comeback. Then Sam DeBrule added a much-needed insurance run uh, for Mississippi State in the eighth as well. And then because uh, Cameron Newell hit a home run of his own to to left to bring the Hoos within one going into the ninth, but Landon Sims was coming in. Virginia had no shot. Virginia eliminated. Game three against Texas, an 8-5 loss. Uh, this was close until the ninth. Very close, actually. Ty Madden got the start in a winner-go-home game for Texas and was magnificent. Six, magnificent. Six innings, four hits, two runs, three walks, eight Ks. Just stuff aces are made of in Omaha, for sure. He's getting drafted high, no doubt. Uh, it was tied at uh, fifth heading into the ninth, and Mississippi State looked like they were going to complete the comeback and hand Texas their first loss when leading after six and scoring five or more in a game. Because in the bottom of the eighth, they went on a mass. They were down five two. Boom, three runs. 
It looked like they were going to get six, but that runner was stranded at third. So we go to the ninth. And this is where things fall apart. Runners on first to second. Ivan Melinda's up, you know, the huge DH for Texas. Well, he hit a ball so far, I'm not sure it's ever landed. Um, that bat flip was heard around the world. College baseball was going crazy. In the rain, it was an electric atmosphere. Then we get a rain delay. So it looks like maybe Texas momentum, maybe not. Maybe they got no more mention, momentum, but they still did. They won 8-5, and so we go to Game 7. Again against Texas. Maybe the most exciting game besides that Vandy-Arizona game so far. Will Bednar versus Tristan Stevens. Ace versus ace. Bednar, I mean, he didn't strike out 15 guys like he did last time he faced Texas, but he was still plenty good. Six and a third, four hits, three runs, two walks, seven Ks. He gave up runs in the second and fifth. Stevens, meanwhile, matched him for the most part, going five, nine hits, three runs, one walk, two Ks. So this set the stage for a duel between two relievers that that I honestly thought was just going to go 15 or something innings because they were not giving in. Uh, Quintana for Texas and Len Sims for Mississippi State. They were the only two relievers in the game. Uh, used. So it was four total pitchers. Um, they both threw three scoreless innings, keeping the game tied at three going to the bottom of the ninth, where Texas got the first out, but then ran into some trouble be, uh, when unlikely hero Braden Skinner got on base, stole second, advanced to third. So unlikely hero Tanner Leggett, who was a pinch hitter, he singled home Skinner. Mississippi State to the College World Series final. That's, I mean, it's about as brief as you can get with it. But So that lines it up for Vanderbilt versus Mississippi State. Um, I don't want to say Vanderbilt has an asterisk, but it's hard to consider them earning this spot. They have not played well in Omaha at all, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. They just haven't looked like the Vandy we know. Kumar and Leiter, they've been great. The bats have been horrible besides Dominic Keegan, who is coming coming in riding a four-game hit streak. He's been great. No one else has. Leiter and, I forgot to mention this in the beginning, Vanderbilt has the unfair advantage because now Leiter didn't have to throw against NC State in that second game, and he's lined up perfectly for game one, putting Mississippi State at a disadvantage, having to throw Bednar on Saturday. So here's what you need to know about Vandy's pitching. The story of 2021 was Vandy baseball going with Leiter and Rocker, um, who was the 2019 College World Series most outstanding player. There's going to be a lot of shots of Al Leiter and Tracy Rocker, uh, Kumar's dad, over the, ne- over the next few nights because, uh, for some reason, ESPN loves showing the dads. But you got a Leiter. He's coming off a 15-strikeout performance, losing a 1-0 pitcher's duel. Um, Kumar's coming off two subpar starts, but also on par for Kumar. Gotta assume that, uh, Vandy will win the first game, cause, you know, Lighter's being magnificent, but maybe, maybe the bat, bats don't show up again, but we do know one bat that will show up, and this is the key bat. Dominic Keegan, his college of series set so far, 6 for 18, 2 RBIs, 4 runs, and at least a hit in every game. He's hitting really well. Oh, and mind you, that two-run two homer 
was, you know, the turning point in that, uh, in the Stanford game. You gotta bet he's gonna hit well, but really, no one else really has. It's, it hasn't been good. And that's gonna be something to pay attention to, for sure. Um, on the other side, for Mississippi State, they, they played three games against Texas, won two of them. Granted, both were with their ace, but the rest of their pitching has shown it can, it can still work, and it helps that their hitting is just insane. There's, there's three Tanners, Tanner Leggett, Logan Tanner, Tanner Allen, and then there's Rowdy Jordan, who's six for 17, Tanner Allen five for 17. Logan Tanner, we said, was the key as being the catcher. Pick any of them, there's a good chance they're going to get the hit. Oh, and don't forget Landon Sims, who when he comes in, he has a 1.52 ERA in the season, 12 saves. Doesn't look like he's going to give up any runs. Uh, but I think the key to this is, I think it's Rowdy Jordan, because he sets the, t- he sets the stage for Tanner Allen every at-bat. They're 1-2 one, they're in the order. They're roommates. It's been a story all over Omaha this year, or this past week. If Jordan keeps hitting like he does, Vandy is in trouble even with their aces on the mound. Because Tanner Allen is gonna get is gonna get to one at least one of them if Jordan leads the way. Even if he doesn't, Tanner Allen probably will. But there's gonna be more damage if Jordan does. Um, so I'll give my picks now. Based on all that, I think you can see where I'm going. Vandy, they're going. They're winning game one. I can't see how they don't with Lighter on the mound. He's gonna dominate that talent, talented Mississippi State lineup. But the bats are gonna stay cold. They're only going to win 2-1. That's one. It's going to be something around there. Now, if Leiter exits, has a high pitch count, but still dominates them and exits, exits in the sixth, there's a chance from, ch- great chance for Mississippi State to win this game. But I think Leiter goes 8, 7-8, uh, only gets two runs, of, two runs of run support, and uh, gives up one. Um, and they look like the team they have been the entire time in Omaha, just not good. Mississippi State, they bounce back, backs against the wall, game two. The two guys I highlighted, Tanner Allen, Rowdy Jordan, they combined for six hits in a 5-2 route. Uh, Landon Sims closes it out with a perfect eighth and ninth. And then in game three, a heroic performance from Will Bednar. Kumar Rocker out on five days rest. Mississippi State counters with short-rested Will Bednar on four days rest. That doesn't matter. Bednar strikes out 12 over 7 innings. Landon Sims, after pitching 12 total pitches over 2 innings the day before, he pitches. He finishes off in the 8th and ninth with 26 pitches, finishes off the Commodores as the Vandy Bats, they stay ice cold. They, that's going to be the story of this series, the Vandy Bats staying cold, and Mississippi State wins the college, their first College World Series. Um, Hunter did put in his picks, so I'll give, him, I'll give them for him, too. Uh, Mississippi State, he thinks they do the unexpected, defeat, defeat Jack Leiter for his second loss in Omaha. Uh, McCloyd throws six strong and Sims empties the tanks for, tank for a two inning save. Tight three, four three win for the Bulldogs. And then in an offensive slugfest, Vanderbilt again, uh, falls short once again. Mississippi State takes the crown, home the crown in dramatic fashion. Sweeping Vandy. Despite the Commodores having a day for the ages, the Bulldogs taste the blood in the water 
and do just a little more to shock the Vandy boys and take home the crown and send Omaha into a frenzy. Anyway, I think this is going to be one of the, one of the great series, even though it's unfortunate NC, what happened to NC State. We should still get some great pitching, some timely hitting. Hopefully Mississippi State wins. Um, but anyway, just the NCAA sucks. That's, that's the takeaway from this. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. Next week, possibly later this week, we haven't really decided yet, we'll recap the entire college baseball season and highlight our guys to uh, our underrated guys to watch out for in the draft, as well as Hunter might do some breakdown of uh, some film for you guys, and we'll get back on the MLB highlights the week after. Uh, make sure to tweet us with any questions or just want to check us out beyond the diapod and DM us on Instagram or check out our graphics beyond the diamond podcast. See you next time. Beyond the diamond guys. Thank you.